Welcome to the Model Made Podcast, the podcast for models by a model. Tune in for tips, tricks, and talks that will elevate you in your modeling journey. This podcast is possible thanks to Model University, which aims to educate and elevate models to their full potential and paycheck. Now, here's your host, internationally working, multi-agency represented, professional model and coach, Lola Shaw. Hey there, model. It's Lola Shell, your model coach, confidant, and cheerleader. I am an internationally working, multi-agency represented professional model and coach. I'm excited to be bringing you yet another interview that I had where I'm actually not interviewing someone. Someone's interviewing me, so I feel super special. I am appearing on the 25th episode of the Behind the Beard podcast with Aaron Jackson. So before I ruin anything, just check it out. Yo, 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 what they do, what they do. I'm your host, Aaron J. Jackson, also known as Marvin Bay. And I welcome you to the 25th episode of Buying a Beer Podcast, presented by the FGO Network. And today we have a special guest. You go by the name of Lola Shell. And for the people that don't know who you are, Lola, introduce yourself. Hey there, lovelies. My name is Lola Shell. I'm your model coach, confidant, and cheerleader. I'm an internationally working, multi-agency represented, professional model, and coach. And I'm so glad to be on this podcast episode. Lucky number 25. <laughs> Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you for uh, joining us. For real, you know. Like, I just, you know, I. But if people don't know Lola, like how I met her, and it's so crazy. <laughs> and I, I love the story because not many people, you know, meet each other like this. But usually, most people just meet each other online. Mm-hmm. So we met at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I don't know how we like talked, but we just ended up talking. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we just know. We just ended up knowing like a lot of mutual friends. You know, and that was crazy. And I, yeah. you know, ever since then, we've just been cool. <laughs> yeah, it's just that simple. <laughs> yeah. But um, what you been doing during this quarantine? Like, you know, how have you been, like, you know, during this whole situation? Well, honestly, um, I, so people don't think this, but like, I'm really a homebody. Like, I mind being at home. Like, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> I do a lot of work remotely anyway. So it's just like, instead, like, I granted I like going out because, like, the work I was doing at Starbucks when I met you, I could have done that at home, but I decided to go out. So, I mean, the work is still the same. I have uh, currently shifted over to doing a lot more digital work. So I've been pitching brands and saying, hey, you know, I'd love to create some content for you. Here's my rate sheet, getting books for those things, activating old direct bookings that I got and saying, like, hey, if you guys need somebody to produce some content during this time. I have a camera, I have a phone, I have a ring light, I have a tripod, I have a backdrop. I got it together. So by me having those staple pieces and just knowing how to present my brand, brand myself, create content on a consistent basis, I've been able to pivot even at a time where a lot of people aren't working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how, how you been dealing with like self-care? Like, working out. You know, on IG Live and stuff like that. Yeah, um, that's so funny because it all ties back into one another, but it's kind of like a double-edged sword. So um, I feel like to do anything, you have to have like accountability. And some people don't have a lot of self-accountability, so they need other people. And honestly, I tell anybody who has a problem with holding themselves accountable, put it on social media. If you put out a post that says, hey... I'm going to be popping up on your Instagram live, your IGTV every week, once a day doing a live workout. It's different than when you just tell yourself you're going to work out. You know what I mean? So (laughs) 
that's how I've been really keeping up with it. No matter what, um, every single week I do at least one full workout and I do a nice skincare regimen minimum once a week because I do the IG Live series where it's like every single day I have something different for people to tune into and learn from. I think that's um I think that's amazing because, you know, based on me doing your research and me knowing you like you're very uh inspiring and you know, especially for women and I love that because I feel like a lot of women need that inspiration. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's not even just women, it's people in general as well because, you know, it shows you that you keep on going. You keep on going non stop, non stop. This is if you wanna be in the industry, you have to have that work ethic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, even if you just do one little workout a week, that's you know, self discipline and stuff, you know what I'm saying? It's preparing you for the next the next uh achievement in your yes. life, you know. Yes it is. Uh, so, um, where are you from originally and what was your upbringing? So originally I am born and raised in Pompano Beach, Florida. Uh my upbringing was great. I had very little to worry about. Uh, middle class family. Uh, both of my parents went to college, got degrees. My dad, uh, really good at co-parenting. He gave me access to, um, both my parents pushed education, but my dad like was definitely like, no, you gotta definitely get more than one degree and you have to travel. And my mom balanced that out with, yes, you need education, but you also need like artistic outlets and you need to keep yourself up like physically. So yeah. it was a very nice balance for me. I think my upbringing was great. <laughs> that's, that's amazing balance. So your, one of your parents telling you one thing that's positive, and then your other parents telling you another thing that's positive that makes you like keep on. You know, it's like in the both worlds. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's good, man. Like you know, you know, as, you know. Believe it or not, you know, some people might not agree with you know their parents, but sometimes I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes your parents. Know a little something, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, they know a lot more than they let on to, too. <laughs> exactly. Might not want to admit it, but low key, like, damn, they right. <laughs> yep, and it's the worst, too, when it's like when you realize that they're right, but you still don't want to do what they're saying just because they're the people saying it. We've all been yeah. there. We have all been and there. And then when somebody else tells you that, it's like, damn, all right, I'm about to hear from them about Exactly. So, when did you start? Uh, when did your journey start as being a mother? So there's a long and short version of that. I'm going to give you the medium version, okay? <laughs> so, so technically, the first time I ever started modeling was in high school. There was a club slash class at my school called DECA, and they put on fashion shows. So that was my first time like modeling ever just because I loved the class, and I thought I was going to be liner for it. But it's just like, nope, modeling was easier um, in some respects. Uh, and then a friend of mine reached out to me because she became a designer and she wanted me to walk for her show and that didn't really work out, but it did give me, um, another way to kind of reaffirm to something I'm interested in. But when I really got started was in college at FIU, uh, my freshman year, I went and it's so weird. I was in a club for something completely different. It was Academy of Leaders and I met somebody in the trip that we took. And we both stayed on the same campus, BBC. And he hit me up. He was just like, hey, I'm starting a modeling group. You should come out and try out. And from there, it was history. I was in the first graduating um, class of Eclipse Fashion Society. I was one of their first models to start doing their shows, everything like that. Yeah, what was your major? Oh, (laughs) that's important. Um, My major for my undergrad was 
public relations, and then I went back and got my master's in global strategic communication. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I think that goes hand in hand with what you're doing right now, though. Exactly. This, this body um, with communication. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that, that's a big plus. Because, you know, that's a that's a very, you know, with communication, like, you know, the work that we do is kind of very important. You know, knowing how to talk to people, knowing how to talk to the media, knowing how to talk to different situations. You know, writing, that's very important as well, too. Yep. It definitely, definitely suited who I was kind of as a person, and then it just enhanced what I decided to do with my life. Yeah. What made you go, or what made you determined to go full throttle and, and modeling? Like, what was it, you know, that intrigued you about modeling besides <laughs> your friend, you know, you to, to his brand or her brand or whatever? Well, I think what really made me keep going is, uh, honestly and truly, I, while I was inside of the modeling troupe, I decided to start freelancing uh, during the summers and things like that. It was really good, and I gained some traction, and I kind of saw like the ins and outs of what I thought was the industry at that point at a very, very, very small level of the industry. And I was just like, I can do this. If I can do this, if I can train other models, if I can produce these shows, if I can style models, if I can do all of this in the modeling space, I should try to be a model, period. If it doesn't work out, I have two degrees, multiple certifications to fall back on. And all of those certifications and degrees are in communication. So whoever I decide to work for or work with, like I have that connection already. And I can just, um, I guess, cash in on who I already know in the industry. Because public relations is all about who you know. So knowing people and meeting people... Pardon? I think you hit it right, in the, right there. You hit it right there because it's all really about you know. Exactly. And if I accumulate all these people who I've worked with, whether they're stylists, makeup artists, hairstylists, whatever, I can bring that arsenal with me if I decide to stop modeling and do something in the communications field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how, how did you gain the confidence in modeling? Because, you know, I'm not going to lie. You know, I, I do my little modeling here and there when people <laughs> ask me. So, and I, you know, it's like, a lot. It brings me a little anxiety, but you know, I know starting off, it you kind of have like, oh, what do I do? Or is it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, you gain that confidence to do that. Hey there, models. If you love what you are hearing so far, check out Model University. The best part is you can enroll for free. Sign up for your free model prerequisites, which includes. Model orientation with a list of free amenities at Model University, the free Modeling 101 textbook, how to make your first $1,000 as a model, and the free online Modeling 201 course for finding the money in your market. Check out the show notes below so to enroll I today. So I feel that me starting off, like having my real roots inside of a modeling troupe helped a lot. And when I say a lot, I mean like that is where my surety, my confidence in modeling truly came from. Because if you want to lead a routine, if you want to be the first one to lead a, um, a designer segment, if, if you want to do those things, you have to have not only a strong personality, but skill. And the person who ran this modeling industry, Jamal Morrison, also known as Lamage, he was not going to put you out in front if you could not carry it. So naturally, when... I moved through the modeling troupe and I started getting these higher ranking positions and I'm at a place where I'm teaching techniques to new recruits. I am leading runway segments. I like 
you get to a place where it's just like, well, if I'm doing all these things, I know what I'm doing. There's nobody who could tell me that, oh, my technique was sloppy or, oh, I don't know how to walk or, oh, I don't know how to pose because I'm doing all those things and doing it as the creme de la creme of this truth. So once I got into freelancing, it's just like, okay, I still know I'm amazing. So I can grow, but I know what I know about myself. So that's where the confidence kind of stems from. Yeah, most definitely. And um, who were the uh, who were like the models you were influenced by that make you do what you do now? Like, um, and I guess your words, it could be anything. So I thought it was really interesting. Um, one of the first, I guess, first and foremost, like major models, Tyra Banks, because she God, showed you. I mean. She's the person who showed you that models are more than just pretty faces. She built an entire brand and pivoted throughout her career. So it's just like, if you want to look at any model in particular who can really take any negative thing that she's heard in the industry, pivot and profit, that is who I look at. Absolutely far none, Tyra Banks. And then there were just local models who... Uh, and you can probably like attest to this, like just in, in the industry period, you'll always have people that like when you first started out, they were already like top of their game. And you're just like, man, I'm in the same room with this person. Oh man, I'm working with this person. Or now we're doing the same shows. And it's just like, wow, like this is great. And then, you know, you may keep going and surpass them. Or, you know, you might always be on their same level. Or sometimes they might just keep going and they'll just blaze a trail for you. But there's a lot of models in South Florida that, I, when I first started, they were already at that, like, level. It's like, wow, you know, like, she's confident in this, and she's working with these people, and just their, like, appearance, how they carried themselves and who they were was really, really inspiring, and then I grew to be on their level and, you know, still working and still doing it, the same things that they're doing, and there was still room for all of us, so I think that that in itself, inside of just, like, the South Florida industry has really, really helped me out. Most definitely. Going back to the Tyra Banks, I don't know uh, if you've seen, I think I sent it to you one time when it came out with the Tyra Banks interview to deal with the Breakfast Club. I don't know if you've seen the interview. I saw, like, I don't think I finished it because there was another interview that I really got into for her business. Uh, she went to Harvard and stuff like that, so she gave an interview for that. But I remember portions of that interview with the Breakfast Club. She was doing um, a, a media tour because she had um, something new coming out, and then she did it again for Model Land. So I think yeah. I do remember you sending that for me. Yeah, like what when I got out of that interview, it made me like you know give you gotta give your roses while people are still here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? because you realize she did a lot. She did next top model and she did other endeavors that you know that she probably did. I can't even name the top of my head, but <laughs> it realized like damn modeling even. Even by me being a photographer, I know this, but um, modeling is a, is a form of art. You know, it's a performance in, in, in different situations that people, the average person can't do. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And if you realize, like, yo, Tyra don't get the credit that she really deserves. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. she's she through a lot, yo. Like, been through a lot, man. And, and you know, low-key, you know, she kind of really, you remind me of her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh. a lot. Like, for some reason, like, the, the fact that you're a teacher, you know, I, you know, the fact that you have your yeah. university, 
coaching and stuff like that. She she does that. And if you notice in the next top model, she really likes you. She's gonna put put it in your ass like you you can do this. I want you to want <laughs> Yeah. So, and I remember I remember as a kid, like I used to really like watch next top model, like because my heart used to watch. So I was like, okay, whatever, like you know what I'm saying. You know, it, it, it just gets deeper than rap on that. I want really to let you know about that, you know, keep on going and doing that, you know what I'm saying, what you're doing as well. I really appreciate that. Um, so what techniques would you say you learned from, like, all the models that, you know, you got inspired by? Uh, confidence is key. Confidence is key. Keep it at your core at all times. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, do you remember how your first shoot went? I... <laughs> I can remember a couple of suits that I had early on in my career, and uh, one of those suits, I can definitely plug this because I'm still cool with the photographer, his name is Walter Woodsworth, and he is super, super dope, very artistic, and I think that was probably, like, some of the best shots I ever had in probably, like, the first year that I was modeling, and he was probably one of my first photographers to shoot me, so he was, like, ex exceptionally good and I'm just so glad that he saw something in me and we were able to just be creative and be confident because when I look back at it I'm just like man that outfit the hair everything it could have went real real bad real real soon if it wasn't the right person but <laughs> he um he made me look like myself and he was just very creative with like where we shot we shot in like this um like you know retirement homes how they'll have their uh, outdoor activities and like their little pool and stuff like that so that's where he decided like, to shoot, huh? That's you like in Broward. Yes, yes, it was definitely in Broward. It was in Broward. Yeah. Cool. Uh, which photographers do you love working with? Like that, that's your go-to photographer if it came down to you. Oh my gosh, that's so terrible. Um, <laughs> that is so terrible. Because <laughs> I have a lot of photographer friends, and I'm going to say. No, I don't want anybody to feel guilty because, like, I also just know that everybody's good for different things. I'm going to just call you artist. You're, you're an artist as well, so, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But, you know, as artists, you know, we, artists and creators, you have to understand your weaknesses so you can make that into a positive, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You keep on, keep on working at it, you know what I'm saying? I think they, they, they're not going to get a minute to it because, you know, you know, you know, if you're, you know, if you're part of the game, you should already know. Most of my commercial shoots happen with photographers that are commissioned to do so, if that makes sense. So it's like on a job. So it's just like, man, this was a great shot. You know, I loved working with this person, but like I wouldn't work with them regularly because they were flew out from New York to come and work with me. Definitely. So that, that is definitely hard. But I'm going to get you those that beauty, that beauty list is coming. So we're going to circle back to it because I just need. I need a moment to collect myself on that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Backing it up, though. On the commercial side, I feel that um, her name is Maria. Maria, also known as Mary. And I, I always fumble her last name, but she's really, really dope. Um, she does a lot of wedding hey, photography. Hey, hey, hey. And I, I, <laughs> and I've worked with her for years. And it's just like, that last name, it, it gets me, but she's really great for, I'm going to say she's my best for commercial because she just, 
she has a nice range, but I know if I need to do something commercially, I can hit her up and it would make sense. Like it would make sense. I can do something lifestyle. I can smile. I can just have a range of like emotions and things like that with her on the commercial side. And she's not going to airbrush the crap out of me. She's not going to make my skin look poreless. She's really just going to make it look like it's me. So I'm going to put her up there for commercial just because I have the ability to have a wide range with her. With the new normal in mind, we have a way for you to get model coaching from the comfort of your own home. Because you are a valued podcast listener, we want to give you access to Model Mastery, the membership program. Get detailed curriculum to help you build your modeling career. Check the show notes for a direct link to find out more and an exclusive discount. You know why I like you a lot, too? What up? You do? Because if, if, if you like something or you don't like something, you're going to let the person know. You know what I'm saying? Not many people are like that, and I respect that 100%. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And some conversations we had before, you know, um, and even like, you know, basically what I see on the ground is that empathy. One of the reasons why I also respect what you do is that you teach the business side of things. Yep. You know, you know business is key in whatever endeavor or whatever creative thing that you do or anything in life is involved into a business. You know. It's a. But explain um about the you know the university model university and you know and talk about your role under that as well too. Over my personal career. The only people who um, advertised developing models on a major scale was like Barbara Bazan and John Casablanca. And in all of those cases, it just felt like a scam. Every model who graduated from them was no closer to being a huge success, um, was no closer to booking all these paid work. It just seemed very scam-like. And though they have their success stories, it's not every model's experience. And when they look... Huh? Um, Both of those schools have uh, satellites in South Florida, but they're all over the country. Um, And they have really strong founding. uh, Like the people who founded them were really big in the industry, which is why it took them like so far. And then some of their success stories are like really big celebrities. But again, if you're churning out thousands of people a month, do you really think that all thousand of those people are really going to be made to success stories? Do you think that you're really going to get you know, a hundred of designs, do you really think that one of them is going to shoot to the top every graduating class? No. And that's what they continuously promised. So when I made my school, it started off being an academy because I thought it was going to be like, okay, you know, a couple classes here and there. But when I realized, like, I saw where I wanted it to become and what it is going to become, I was like, nah, this has to be a university. Like, I'm going to get this accredited at some point so that when you're done going through certain courses in the university, you can be like a certified model, like have certification, like recognized by the state, that type of vibe. So I'm going to give you a short run of what people can enjoy right now. It's free to enroll. You have the model prerequisites, which gives you a model orientation. It gives you all of the free amenities that I've accumulated over the last three years for models. It gives you a textbook called Modeling 101, How to Make Your First Thousand Dollars as a Model. That's free. I eat up the cost for printing the book, but because it's coming straight from the actual manufacturer of the book, people do have to pay shipping and handling. I'm like, I already paid for the book itself. Like, you got to get it shipped to you. So that's a whole nother ordeal. Um, And then, yeah, but then last but not least, we have a free online class that shows you 
how to find the money in your market so it matches your niche with your location so that you can make the most possible money uh, wherever you are. So that's what you can get now for free in Model University. And then, of course, we have a bachelor's and a graduate program. The bachelor's program is a monthly membership program, and we delve deeper into different subjects like finding your niche or finding a photographer or doing your makeup or how to figure out if you should sign to an wow. agency. We get into all that every single month. Wow. And then had a big break I think it's just been a lot of consistent work I think that that is something that a lot of people don't think about um because uh and that's for two reasons one because sometimes you give your big break that's it after that nobody sees you man there's nothing to follow it up you got to this peak of the mountain and if it if it happened fast like if you hadn't been working 10 years in silence if you just got a number one record just like that, or you just shot to the top and you got on gold like that, and you didn't have the, like, the stamina to keep that going, the business awareness to keep it going, like, if you weren't prepared for that, easy come, easy go. So I I take the, what is it, the Warren Buffett approach. Um, it's so simple to get rich, but people don't want to get rich slow. It's so simple to be successful, but people want don't want to get successful slow. They want it instantly, and that's not how it works. So for me, this generation, yeah, it almost goes outside of this generational because there are some people in their forties and fifties who are just like, "Well, I started this new job, and I should be doing much more." And everybody around me at this age has this and that. Like this era that breeds that into people because you're just bombarded by all these highlight reels on social media and highlights of people's lives when you see them in person ever so briefly, and we don't publicize the struggle, the hard work, the integrity that it takes to get to these places, we just show that we got there. And that's the misconception. So I want to be successful slow. I want to have something so stable that once I get a break, once I get a platform that's just like, hey, look at this girl really quickly. I already have a system that's going to help you stay with me. Because it's not like, oh yeah, you're going to check me out on Instagram, that's it. Nope. (laughs) Funny. You can check me out on Instagram live, tune into that. If you want some free resources as a model, Model University right there free on Instagram, you got some free curriculum, now I got your email address, I'm going to go ahead and be your best friend in there. Also, because you went on certain sites with me or certain platforms that I have, I'm going to go ahead and retarget you with these Facebook ads. Like, once I get, like, I already have the business aspect set up on the back end, 
so that once I get the influx of people, the influx of eyes, the influx of engagement, I'm already set up to be successful. So that's my whole process with that. Hey, so I know you're probably thinking, wait, what? That's it? But if you want to hear the full and complete interview that I had with Aaron Jackson on Behind the Beard, definitely check the show notes and check out the podcast. That's the best way to do it, honestly. So again, if you want to get the full range of gems that I dropped, the full interview, definitely head over to Behind the Beard with Aaron Jackson. All right, tell him I sent you.